Hello everybody, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason, this is episode 174. How are you doing today? Today is an auspicious day, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the day that we find out what the next Let's Play I upload is going to be. I uh, sent the link out on the Twitters, on the Facebooks, over on YouTube and at the website, and uh, people went and voted. Let's see what they say. One last refresh, just in case. <laughs> and, uh, well, kind of strange. Uh, Secret of Mana. No votes. I was not expecting that. I was expecting this to be a, <coughs> pardon me, a four-way race instead of a three-way race. Coming in third place, Metal Gear for the NES. So Metal Gear be put off a little bit. Uh, but coming in first, we have, between Final Fantasy VII and Wrath of the Black Fanta, a tie. We have a tie for Final Fantasy VII and Wrath of the Black Manta, which means we're going to the only official tiebreaker uh, sanctioned and recognized by the United States government. Flipping a coin. I'm just trying to find a good one. That's a nickel from 1964. That might be the one we go with. In the quarter. Uh, West Virginia? No. Any good pennies? Nope. The nickel it shall be. Our fate shall be decided with five cents. We'll call it Heads for Final Fantasy, Tails for Wrath of the Black Manta. Ready, set, and one, and two, and four. We have Tails! Wrath of the Black Manta. It shall be. There we go. Thanks, uh, 1964 nickel. Wrath of the Black Manta. Heard it here first. Uh, gotta tell you, I've been kind of keeping an eye on it just to see how horribly quickly Final Fantasy VII was going to run away with this. And uh, up until, well, I mean, I last checked it at lunchtime today. Wrath of the Black Manta was ahead at that point by one vote. So uh, Final Fantasy VII picked up a vote at the end of the day um, to, to tie it up, but flip of the coin. So Wrath of the Black Manta, which won't take too long. It's kind of short. Final Fantasy VII, and uh, we'll probably do the Metal Gear NES game alongside Final Fantasy VII. And then, of course, we'll have the monthlies and all that other stuff. Speaking of all that other stuff, whence last we spoke... <clears throat> Would have been right about then. We've got some Pokemon Yellow, some Wild Arms Second Ignition, some Onomusha Warlords, and some Fault Line, all from Scarlet. <clears throat> Pardon me. I was eating peanuts. Uh, all that from Scarlet, because I took a week off, as you probably guessed. So uh, we've got some of the old Let's Play, or the old Let's Plays, the old podcasts finally added over to the website. I noticed one or two is missing from Facebook, so I'll get on that. And uh, we have some soundtracks, believe it or not. Evil Genius and Dynasty Warriors 8 over on the website. That's uh, what I got for you in the new stuff. Let's move on to the rest of the stuff.
From the United States, Canada, and Japan, they came. The world's premier designers and their finest robotic warriors traveled to do battle in the first annual robot tournament. But what began as a game suddenly took a terrifying twist. On the eve of the Grand Championship, the sponsor of the event announced that the entire tournament was just an elaborate scheme to get his hands on the world's most powerful robots. Now faced with an army of metallic mercenaries, Mega Man must fight a ferocious new foe, the mysterious Mr. X. And that's Mega Man 6, 1994, way late in the NES's life. And, uh, you know, like it said, United States, Canada, and Japan, all the robots in this game were designed by fans. And uh, I really like this game. I think this is a really strong entry in the series. It seems... It seems more fun than 4 and 5 to me. Like, 4... 4 just felt like going through the motions and five felt like we need to try something new but they didn't really know what the new thing was and just ended up making a really easy game six is not hard by by any stretch but six is not particularly easy either six is just a good old average Mega Man game and I I think it's great I think it's got some of the most interesting robot masters since they were fan created it's got I think some of the best music uh, in the later couple of games is in this game, especially Centaur Man. Yes, Centaur Man. His theme, I think, is really great. And uh, the mysterious Mr. X, who could it be? Hmm. Find out in this exciting Let's Play.
Last time we had a review basically about the entirety of Mega Man. I'm hoping for something a little better this time. Um, there's our good old buddy Officil. Uh, Psycho Penguin with a detailed review. The beginning of the good evolution of the Mega Man series. Uh, you know, eh, 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 five good. Eh, you were no, that was Officil complaining it was too easy. Um, Chrono Trigger fan said the strongest of the latter NES Mega Mans. I think they're, I don't know what people, I think is like, is it 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6? Is it like Star Wars prequels? Um, man, Harv really liked it. Omni Slash thought it was okay. Ranma loved it, found it flawless. Yakuza, mostly flawless. We're gonna take... We'll do three this time. We'll do three short ones. And we'll do a... Uh... Oh boy. Can't can't not do this one. We're going to do three ends of the spectrum. A love, a hate, and a... Eh. That's the official term for... Eh. That, I mean, I can't describe it with any other better phrase than... Eh. So. <clears throat> starting with... Eh. When Mega Man started being mini... A Mega Man 5 review by Officil. Please give. No video game, fr- video game, no video game, rip, roar, and start. Franchise, especially one so long lived as Mega Man, can avoid producing a game where nothing is really wrong, but even worse, nothing is worth mentioning. Mega Man 5 is such a title, and added to its mediocrity is the fact that it's devoid of anything new. Plot, as per usual, not applicable. Proto Man, the franchise's mysterious hero, has gone berserk and is spreading war, famine, pestilence, death, and nickelback records across the 8-bit globe, and Mega Man is the only thing standing in his way. Of course, long-term fans can tell once again that it's simply Dr. Wily equals bad. At least he tried with a plot this time. Gameplay, 6 out of 10. Replay, 4 out of 10. The standard Mega Man formula is with us once more and intact. And boy, has it grown old. Our hero must run through 8 levels, fight with 8 robot masters, get 8 weapons, which will hopefully make things a bit easier. And after 4 games, this kind of gameplay has lost a lot of its charm, partly due to the fact that everything seems similar, but mostly because this is, unfortunately, a boring experience. The funny thing, though, is that Mega Man 5 is also the one with the most innovations on level designs. While most Mega Man titles were all about dodging bullets and avoiding pitfalls and spikes, here the player must deal with falling meteorites, ride a jet ski, even change the direction of gravity. All these, however, will soon prove to be nothing more than a bunch of unexciting gimmicks, which cannot hide the title's disappointingly low fun factor. Graphics 8, design 6.5, sound 7, music 5, all out of 10. It must be said, from the very beginning, Mega Man 5 looks very, very good. It's the brightest, most colorful, and detailed of the series so far, yet the overall level design is somewhat boring and generic. Keep in mind, he just said that was the only thing that was saving it. With only a few shining exceptions. The enemies are, once again, the typical cartoonish robot critters of the franchise. Neither bad, nor original. The sound effects are, once again, the same, with little to no new additions, but at least they're still quite good. The music, though, is a disgrace to the series, especially after the awesomeness of Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3. It's not bad, but just a bit generic and forgettable. Overall, 6.1 out of 10. Averageness. 
is the name of the game. The series has its ups, Mega Man 2 and 4, and downs, Mega Man 1 and 3. But the fifth one is right between those two. There are no obvious flaws like broken controls, bad level design, or unfair challenge, but there's also nothing special about it. It's just another forgettable NES platformer. Three out of five. Uh, This was posted on February 3rd, 2015, so not too terribly long ago. Um... You know, I hate to say it, but I think he's right. I think that kind of sums up how I feel about Mega Man 5. It's not bad. It's just I've done this before three times now. This is something that we've talked about with other games in the series, like Mega Man 1, you had six robots, Wily Fortress, done. Mega Man 2, eight robots, bigger, better Wily Fortress, done. Mega Man 3, eight robots, four long stages, Wily Fortress, done. Mega Man 4, eight robots, kind of Wily stage, Wily stage, done. Mega Man 5, eight robots, kind of Wily stage, Wily stage, done. I mean, we've done it three times by now. A, a mix, something thrown in to mix it up would have been better. And all they did was they replaced the Dos- Dr. Cossack character with Proto Man. Everything else is... I mean, the form, it's a good formula, but, you know, it's the same. Anyway, Beating a Dead Horse, a Mega Man 5 review by The Manx. Uh, this posted on January 20th, 2004. The problem with going back and playing old games you loved as a kid is sometimes realizing they weren't as great as you thought and sometimes were driven by a gimmick that was almost entirely beaten to death by the series, which is unfortunately the case with the Mega Man series. I'm gonna change monitors here. Excuse me, that's better. So in Mega Man 5, Dr. Light, Mega Man's creator, has been kidnapped by Proto-Man? Yes, it appears to be true. Mega Man's brother, who formerly seemed to be on your side, is the leader of a gang of evil robots, eight of them, of course, bent on world domination, and Mega Man has to blast through them all to save his creator. Unfortunately, the nature of the antagonist shows how cheesy the series has become. When the Mega Man games pretended that the main enemy was somebody other than Dr. Wily, spelled wrong, uh, 4 through 6, it always turned out to be Dr. Wily, still spelled wrong, in the end. How many times can you make a game where Dr. Wily, spelled wrong, builds 8 robots, Mega Man kills them all and invades Dr. Wily, spelled wrong, castle to battle some more bosses than capture Wily, spelled wrong, himself? By the fifth game in the series, it was getting tired. Really, really tired. So for story, 3 out of 10. I agree! Oh my gosh, the Manx. Good start. Gameplay, 5 out of 10. Uh, exactly the same as the first Mega Man game ever, except that Mega Man now has the Mega Buster that he got in the last game. And the, uh, its shots look different in this game. Apparently because it's supposed to be even stronger now, but since you're fighting a whole different bunch of enemies, who can tell? Mega Man has his faithful dog Rush to help him out in the game, but Rush didn't get any new forms in this game, so it's hardly even worth mentioning him. I thought the grappling hook and balloon adapters from the last game were an interesting idea, but they're gone from this game. You pick one of the bosses to fight, run through his level blasting everyone who gets in your way, then you fight him and take his weapon, and then pick another boss to do it again, just like the first four Mega Man games, and the three or so to follow. Graphics, 5 out of 10. Again, they look exactly the same as the first Mega Man, Mega Man game, and it was getting kind of boring after this many games, and they didn't try and improve on the look at all. Getting the idea of the Mega Man series that didn't evolve that much while still on the NES? Sound, 7 out of 10. Not bad. Some memorable tunes in the game. Pretty darn good for a Nintendo game, I have to say. Uh, 
enemy design. Here's a new one. Four out of ten. To the point of each Mega Man game, uh, the point, excuse me, of each Mega Man game is to see what the new robot bosses are like. But only one or two are really all that cool. I mean, what's up with Charge Man and Gravity Man? They look totally stupid and have dumb weapons it's hard to use. Replay value, 6 out of 10. Slightly above average because there are some things you can do different, like fighting the bosses in a different order. Also, in every stage there's a letter, and once you get them all, you can get a new robot pet for Mega Man named Beat. These give a little extra kick to playing the game and trying everything you possibly can. Overall, 4 out of 10. With the same formula every time and so few done to improve the franchise, the Mega Man series was getting old by this point. Yeah, it's a classic character and all, but why in the heck couldn't uh, they deviate a little from the standard formula? I guess they were afraid of alienating the longtime fans, but the unwillingness to change is what ultimately alienated me from the Mega Man series. Two out of five. It's got some good points. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with the gameplay and the graphics thing. I mean, he says exactly like the first game, except this. You know what I mean? So I get what he's trying to say. I just don't know if he said it as well as he should have. Anyway, next. Mega Man 2, screw that game. This game owns it. A Mega Man 5 review by Calamity. Posted September 29th, 2008. Mega Man 5 for the NES owns. To be honest, I started the NES Mega Man series with Mega Man 2. I found it an A-OK game, but not so much fun, which turned me off from the series. One day I was bored though and decided to get Mega Man 5 for some odd reason. All I can say is I loved it compared to Mega Man 2 and think it's an excellent game. So on to the review. Quick to the review cave. Graphics 10 out of 10. Easily some of the best graphics on the NES. Level designs are just awesome, especially Crystal and Starman's levels. The enemies are designed well and Mega Man himself looks the same. Bosses are designed cool as well, and I overall thought the graphics were amazing. So the graphics get a 10 out of 10 out of nothing. Uh, now, then on to the most important category, gameplay. Gameplay, 10 out of 10. Mega Man 5 is mostly typical Mega Man fare. You'll still be jumping, shooting, and dashing, defeating the eight robot masters, and going through the fortress at the end. The levels, however, are innovative, fun, and challenging. In some levels, like Gravity Man, you have to deal with gravity. You must guide Mega Man as he flies through the air and on top of walls while shooting enemies and dodging obstacles throughout that level. Did I also mention the game was quite difficult? Mega Man 5 doesn't joke around when it comes to difficulty. Oh, that's the joke. It's almost guaranteed you'll die a few times when you do a level. Oh my god, you'll need to practice a lot and get used to enemy patterns, while at the same time also getting used to jumping across certain platforms. The bosses in the game are no joke either. Without their weaknesses, you are in for a major challenge. You can still, of course, get a boss's weakness and own them with it, though. So, now on to the weapons. Weapons are pretty innovative in Mega Man 5. For example, Stone Man's weapons requires you to be a certain distance to hit an enemy, while the Kick weapon requires Mega Man to dash, then press B. Almost every weapon is used in a different way and still serve the same purpose of being used to easily defeat the Robot Masters. So overall, Mega Man 5 is great. It's a lot of fun, challenging, and innovative. Overall, the gameplay gets a 10 out of 10 for me. Last, on to the music. Music! 10 out of 10! The music in Mega Man 5 is fantastic. I especially love Wave Man's music. Sound effects are typical Mega Man fare, but the songs are just awesome. Overall, same sound effects, but awesome music. So music gets a 10 out of 10. Well, every category has been graded by me, so what does Mega Man 5 come out as overall? That was the most what I did on my summer vacation paragraph. 
Music. Music is fantastic. I love the music. Sound effects are okay, but music is good. Sound effects are okay, but music is good. Music gets a 10 out of 10. What I did on my Mega Man 5 10 out of 10 review. Final paragraph, 10 out of 10. Mega Man 5 was the first of the NES Mega Mans I beat, although I have played almost all of them. I had a lot of fun with the game, and it was challenging. The levels were also innovative as well. The graphics owned mostly because of the awesome level design, which just looked incredibly awesome. Music once again was excellent, and most of the music in the game was very catchy and well done. So overall, Mega Man 5 is a fantastic platformer, for the NES, and you do not want to miss out on this excellent experience. Mega Man 5 gets a well-deserved 10 out of 10 from Lord Kefka. I guess he changed his name. Uh, 5. Flawless. And, like, legit, he didn't take a point away for anything. Mega Man 5, challenging, though. What, what do you say? I know you've played it.
Our lead story in the news this week uh, that was published on June 17th, just so you know, uh, the news comes out like once a week, and it's usually on, what's that, Sunday? Was that Sunday? It was Sunday. And I do the show, usually the recording on Wednesday, so by the time I get to the news, it's already been out a couple days, but I mean, our first story is from a month ago anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. Our lead story... The Passing Parade. 96-year-old Barney Smith of Alamo Heights, Texas, is known around those parts as the king of the commode for his life's work. More than 1,300 decorated toilet seats, all displayed in the retired master plumber's toilet seat art museum. But now he concedes it's time to put a lid on it. I'm beginning to feel like I'd rather be in an air-conditioned home in a chair looking at a good program. Smith, who is bent with arthritis and uses a cane, told the Associated Press on May 22nd. Inside the Metal Garage Museum, the collection includes toilet lids decorated with a chunk of the Berlin Wall, a piece of insulation from the Space Shuttle Challenger, Pez dispensers, and Flint arrowheads along with the toilet lid from the airplane that carried Aristotle Onassis's body back to Greece after his death. Smith told his wife, Louise, that he would stop after 500 pieces, but that was 850 lids ago. If I would have just read my Bible as many hours as I spent on my toilet seats, I'd be a better man, Smith said. Louise died in 2014, and Smith took a fall recently and broke some ribs. Now he's looking for someone who will keep the museum intact. This is my life's history here. Probably not what he sounds like. Precocious. On May 20th, as a handful of adults enjoyed the swings at Angel Park in southwest Atlanta, two children walked up and asked to use the swing set. The adults agreed and started to walk away, reported the Macon, Georgia Telegraph, when the boys, about 6 and 12 years old, put out rocks the size of baseballs and what appeared to be a black handgun. They threw the rocks, hitting one man on the calf and causing an abrasion, according to the Atlanta police. The older boy held the gun and pointed it at the adults, who ran away as the boys ran in the opposite direction. Earlier in May, two children were reported for an alleged armed carjacking in the same neighborhood. That was uh, Georgia. Never mind, no stand your ground, can't beat up kids in Georgia. Compelling explanation, claiming the shooting was an accident, Angelo Russo, 55, told police in Tatura, Victoria, Australia, that he tripped over an eggplant during a dispute with a man who had run over his dog, which caused the gun Russo was carrying to go off, striking David Calandro in the head and killing him. Calandro and a friend had gone to Russo's farm on February 18th, 2017 to buy some chilies, Nine News reported. But as he drove away, Russo's dog, Harry, began barking and chasing the vehicle. Calandro swerved toward the dog to, quote, spook him, the friend told a Victorian Supreme Court jury on May 23rd, but swerved too far, running over the dog instead. Russo pleaded guilty to manslaughter on May 25th. Our next story, oops, pesky weeds around his garage caused Springfield Township, Ohio resident to resort to extreme measures. The unnamed homeowner, how did you buy a home without a name, tried to eliminate them with a torch. And instead, what do you think happened? Right, set the garage on fire. Firefighters were called to the scene at 4 a.m. When were you burnt? What? (laughs) On May 24th, where they found the detached garage fully involved, according to a Springfield News son. Uh, the structure was a total loss, including tools and appliances inside valued at $10,000 to $15,000. I like that phrase for fires. Fully involved. Makes fires sound like a terrible relationship. Well, it kind of are. 
Crime report. Three men were arrested on May 20th after stealing a 25-foot-long shed from a foreclosed property in Lebanon, Maine, and dragging it down the street behind their pickup truck, according to the Portland Press-Herald. Matthew Thompson of Lebanon, 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 Timothy James of Pembroke, New Hampshire, and Robert Breton of Milton, New Hampshire, were spotted in the act by a concerned citizen who alerted Maine State Police. In addition, Thompson was found to have crystal meth and prescription pills that were not prescribed to him. All three were taken to York County Jail and head on $5,000 bail. Uh, where was this one? Pennsylvania, kind of the same neighborhood. Patrick Gillis, 18, a senior at Highlands High School and a volunteer firefighter for the Pioneer Hose Fire Department in Brackenridge, Pennsylvania, told police he, quote, just wanted to respond to a fire on May 21st when he was arrested for starting a blaze in a vacant duplex where he used to live. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported that witnesses told investigators Gillis was seen at the home before the fire started, then returned as a firefighter to help put it out. He admitted to setting a piece of paper on fire and putting it in the microwave, then leaving. The Allegheny Counter Fire Marshal's office estimated damages at $150,000, and Gillis was charged with arson. What's that uh, old saying? Arsonists make the worst firefighters? Bright ideas. Toronto Police Constables Vittorio, uh, Vittorio excuse me, Dominelli, 36, and Jamie Young, 35, had to call for backup in January during a raid on a marijuana dispensary after allegedly sampling some of the evidence. CTV News reported the officers called for help after they began hallucinating, one eventually climbing a tree. In a May 23rd press release, Toronto Police announced the two officers had been suspended and now face criminal charges in the incident. Update on the story, recreational marijuana is now legal in Canada. Uh, A senior prank went unexpectedly wrong for high school student Kylan Scheel, 18, of Independence, Missouri, when he was slapped with a three-day suspension and then served a three-day suspension on May, like physically slapped, on May 23rd and barred from participating in graduation after putting his high school for sale up on Craigslist. Scheel said it was meant to be a joke. Other people were going to release live mice. I thought, let's do something more laid back, he told Fox 4. The ad for Truman High School listed attractive amenities such as a newly built athletic field, lots of parking, and a, quote, bigger than normal dining room. A lawsuit filed against the school district by the ACLU of Missouri failed to reduce the punishment. What? That's that's a little ridiculous. Of all the senior pranks, I mean, trying to sell your school on Craigslist... That's a suspendable offense. Guys. Our next story, still creepy. Before Chuck E. Cheese was a thing, it was Showbiz Pizza, complete with a rock of fire explosion band, an animatronic combo that is still the stuff of nightmares. On May 24th, the rock of fire explosion band was reunited at a new arcade bar in Kansas City, Missouri, also called Rock of Fire. The band's inventor, Aaron Fetcher, of Creative Engineering on Orlando, Florida, refurbished the band members with new masks, skin, and costumes, and the playlist is set to include old standards, as well as more contemporary hits. Bar owner James Bond was a huge fan of the band as a child. You didn't know whether they were fake or real, he told the Kansas City Star. I'm gonna bet fake. Our least competent criminal... Great job on that one, by the way, James Bond. (laughs) I don't know. Are they real? I don't know. 
Least competent criminal Rowdy Laffham, owner of the Old to Gold Hardwood Floors in Grand Rapids, Michigan, arrived at work on May 21st to find that someone had broken in. Surveillance footage showed that around 2 a.m. the day before, a burglar had thrown a rock through a store window, apparently tempted by the gold bars stacked in the window. Unfortunately for the thief, the bars are promotional items made of foam rubber and stamped with the store's logo, repeated WZZM TV. The squeezable bars are meant for stress relief, employee Nick Butler said, supporting the uh, sporting no excuse me, supporting the company's motto of stress free for stress free flooring. I think this falls under you can't fix stupid. I sporting would have made more sense. Sporting the company's logo instead of supporting. I don't know. Anyway, news.
Note them. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the show for the week. I do hope you enjoyed it. It was certainly an experience for me, sitting in this chair, speaking into a microphone, looking at a computer screen. It's kind of what I do at work all day, minus the speaking into the microphone. I just yell at the computer all day. As per usual, you can find anything and everything about the show at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find old episodes, uh, the playlists, and all of that, as well as on YouTube. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and all of that stuff as well. If you are subscribed to the show, thank you. If you are not subscribed but are listening anyway, hi, how you doing? Would you like to subscribe to the show? You can do all of that from lowbiasgaming.net, or you should be able to in just any podcast software you might use. Uh, I recommend Grover Podcast for Windows. It's been pretty great for me. I want to uh, just real quick also mention as well that uh, if you would like to support the show... In um, the sense that, you know, maybe you'd like to put a dollar into the cup for every uh, every month worth of episodes. I think that'd be really cool. You can find a Patreon for the show, patreon.com slash Jason's Groove Machine, where all the uh, episodes are available on YouTube. Same name. So, thanks very much for listening. I appreciate all of the support. Be on the lookout for a new role film this week. Uh, we did Jaws last week, didn't we? I think we did. We'll see what we're doing this week, because I don't remember. We watch a lot of movies. Thanks for listening. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you later. Brought to you by...